You're listening to Cortez Community Radio, CKTZ 89.5 FM. I'm Dee Clark, and this is Cortez Currents, which you can also access in text form at cortezcurrents.ca. On Saturday, May 21st, I visited Gorge Harbor Dock to interview Billy Fleming, who's offering a garbage pickup service there from 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. I asked Billy about the recent flurry of discussion on Facebook following the Cortez Island Harbor Authority's decision to stop offering garbage disposal service on our docks. So what happened here? Did Hakai really stop offering garbage disposal for a fee? That is true. And it's very in line with the rest of the Gulf Islands. We're one of the last islands that had garbage service at all of our docks. But it's interesting, though, because they might have continued doing the garbage service, but I had been the one providing that service and was not willing to continue doing it because I needed to be paid a lot more than they were able to pay me with the funds that were being paid into the honor box system, which is how people pay their garbage. Okay, so let's back up just a little bit here and uh, get some context. How long have you been involved in dockside garbage pickup on Cortez, and how has that worked in the past? I've been doing this for, this would have been my fifth year, so I did it for four years with Riel Dufresne, who had been doing it for many years before that, and really the clincher here is that is Riel because Riel almost did this service for nothing and the Harbor Authority they were very very grateful to have had Riel doing this service and when it got passed on to me I don't have three pensions and I don't have a lot of time on my hands I'm a younger person who has just gotten married and bought property and I need a lot more to sustain myself whereas Riel didn't have a mortgage Mm -hmm. was completely set up for himself so he was doing it for I'm not even going to say how much it it was a it was a ridiculously low amount and he was fine doing that so when it came time for me to take over I started incrementally giving them like a higher invoice and then this last year I gave them an invoice which is what I would need to do to continue doing it and it's it's not feasible for them with the amount of money that they're getting from the honor system they also as a business have to pay the tipping fees which is the money per bag that goes into the dumpster at the transfer station here on Cortez and so all commercial businesses have to pay that fee and so that's quite a substantial amount because I was going in there and, and giving the count of how many bags and the the amount of bags that were accumulated a lot of tipping fees but what was being paid towards that garbage was very minimal and in the past it had worked. It was a better 
system for the times, but now there's such an influx of people living here that need the garbage service at the docks that they're living at or living somewhere on the water around Cortez. And there is a major influx of tourists. And I think that people just don't give a shit, to be quite honest. Well, I remember how this worked myself as a sailor. You bag up your garbage and put it in the green bin, and you leave a toonie per bag in the money box to pay for disposal. It was pretty simple. So you find people today are not being as honorable as they used to be with the honor box? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, because this was something that wasn't a problem and now is. I don't, you know, I don't think that everything can be blamed on generational issues, but I truly think that we are less and less considerate of a species towards others and towards the planet. And garbage is one of the biggest signs of that. We still produce so much garbage, but people like to take responsibility for it when they're buying it. They don't like to take responsibility for it when they're done with it. With the amount of people that have, and the amount of garbage that is being put into these bins, my wife Ashley worked for free for three summers. Riel basically didn't work for anything. I worked for free. The only money that I would make after the overhead was from the recycling that we would collect. And I want to make it clear that the Har I am not putting the Harbor Authority down in any way. Anytime I did need anything, they were very quick to try and help me and they really wanted this to work. But it wasn't just the little amount of money that people were leaving or none at all. It was also the fact that people were becoming less and less careful and considerate of what they were putting in the garbage. Oh dear. It's been a while, but um, as I recall the signage, it asks people to bag up their garbage, put the bags in the bin, no oily wastes, that kind of thing. So what were you finding? It varied dock to dock. I would say the best dock was Cortez Bay, which had very little garbage, and most of the people on that dock were local boaters who would either work on Hernando or work elsewhere and need their boat to go somewhere. I think there was one live aboard at that place, but it was rarely full and the bags were always bagged. But, you know, on the, on the flip side, there was the Gorge government dock, which, and I've been getting flack from some of the Island Sea Farm people that I may have implicated them in this, but I'm pretty sure what I said from the beginning was that it was, there was a lot of oyster lease garbage or some type of shellfish garbage and nothing was bagged for the most part. And near the end, it became a place for people to dump anything they didn't want. There was beds here, there was whole chunks of boat and nobody wanted to take responsibility for it. And I don't think it's any one person's fault, but the thing is when you see a pile of garbage, people think that it's okay. And so it just got compounded and very much worse quickly. So people would look in the bin and they see that it's just a heap in there and they think, oh, it's a dumpster. And this was, this was 
two garbage bins and then outside of it. It was basically two full parking spaces at one point of garbage. So that would take you uh, a lot longer to deal with. I mean, it's not just like huck the bags into the back of the truck. Now it's more like um, scrape it up with a shovel or wade in with rubber gloves. Yes, or a machine. And for the last bit of this, I, I refuse to do it for the, for the bigger things. If, you know, they would have to pay a, a, a reasonable amount of money because I would have to hire people to help lift things and everything. And they did end up getting a lot of help lifting a lot of that stuff away. But the things that I found in the dumpsters are not things that normal garbage collectors have to deal with. Many people doing boat upgrades or repairs and so all of the construction garbage and as you probably think like on a boat there's a lot of oil mm -hmm. and a lot of things that were never bagged that were completely hazardous and then I had to take responsibility for when I went to the dump. Oh right because now you've got hazmat in your truck. Yes. It's hard to do anything with it at that point because I can't knowingly put it in certain containers and then knowing that a lot of these people weren't paying for this really it was it was not good for me to continue. Yes I can I can see why that wasn't really working so um, what's your plan now? I mean we're sitting here at the Gorge Harbor government dock and you've got your truck here and you're here on certain days of the week and people can come to you and bring you stuff and they pay you on the spot? That's the idea. I pitched this to the Harbor Authority as a means of helping deal with the boater garbage. But like I said before too though, it's actually not in the Harbor Authority's mandate to provide garbage. They are meant to provide service for businesses, especially like shellfish businesses. They aren't meant to provide garbage for liveaboards or, or transient boaters. And so many of the harbor authorities that are all under that umbrella don't provide that service unless it is monitored. Mm -hmm. We have so many docks mm -hmm. here, not all of them can be monitored, and went through a lot of potential solutions for this and talked it over in meetings with the Harbor Authority to try and figure out the best solution for how we were going to deal with this. And I was thinking about lockbox systems and things that would be tied more into mortgage fees and everything. And, and it just wasn't, we went over everything and it wasn't going to work. Well, yes, I had wondered about that too. I mean, it's fairly obvious to anyone with eyes that we have a lot more liveaboards in our harbors now. I think many of them refugees from an inhuman housing market. Old boats are cheap. It's a way to not be homeless, you know, to have a home of some kind. It's one of the few places left where you can stay and the police won't move you on. So, yeah, I had been wondering whether maybe Hakai should just add a liveaboard fee on the docks um, so they could pay for the garbage service. I think that that's absolutely contributing to the amount of people that are here and who are making garbage, but I don't necessarily think it's the reason why the service wasn't being paid for because there are many liveaboards who 
I know don't, uh, they don't have any real means of making money or anything like that. And they still, at least when I've seen them, still try and make the effort to pay and to sort things properly. And then on the other hand, I know of a few specific people who live on this island on land and just because they were too lazy to go to the dump, choose to go to the dock and put their garbage there and not pay. I see. So a liveaboard garbage fee added to moorage um, doesn't solve the whole problem. Right. It potentially, but they have no way to monitor who's using it still, though, because, you know, there are people who live off-island, like towards Redonda. I don't know if they're coming from Refuge Cove, but somewhere in there, like from the Squirrel Cove outlying Desolation Sound area, people would come in the middle of the night with boatloads of garbage and just dump it. Because I think, I think, this is just my theory, that Refuge Cove has a garbage service as well from Garbage Dave. And it's a barge service, and he is there. And that's where I got the model for this, was because he sits there and collects garbage for a fee by weight. And if somebody there or in that area did not want to pay for that, they could just easily rip over to the Squirrel Cove dock and just dump it. And it's a system that's just been really taken advantage of. Well, that's kind of sad. That's a real breakdown in neighborliness and and personal responsibility. Not really the old Cortez spirit. I feel like I've only been here six years, but even, and I was talking with Jenny Hartwick, who's the harbor master for the harbor authority here. And I believe, I think I came at the year where things really started to change because my first year here was very different. And I know that there have been people coming for a long time and that it's been getting more and more populated, but specifically with tourism Mm -hmm. and this major influx of liveaboards that it kind of hit a breaking point. And now we're all kind of just trying to catch up. It's kind of like that feeling of, you know, the good old days are over about people being responsible and so I did a bunch of calculations on the amount of time that I work and the amount of fuel that I use and all of that amount of driving I do and in comparison to the residential garbage service I it worked out to about 86 to 90 percent of the work that they do because they have one day a week, year round, Mm -hmm. and that's two trucks. So that's between two and four people. And I have one person year round, but three to four seasonally. And in the winter time, I do about one to two days a month for two months. But in the summertime, I do five days a week for five docks. And I'm not going to say what the Harbor Authority would be willing to pay me because I'm not quite sure. But the amount that the garbage service was making from the honor box and what at that time the Harbor Authority was paying me 
was about 10% of what the residential garbage makes. So I was doing about 90% of the work making less than 10% of what, mm -hmm. of what they make. And they also don't have to deal with nearly as much crap as mm -hmm. I do because it's a highly monitored and screened service. They can choose not to take something. Mm -hmm. And then it's up to that person's, you know, they have to deal with it. And me, I'm not seeing any faces. I'm just seeing what's left behind and have to deal with it. So what you're doing here today is trying out a more accountable version of garbage disposal where people come and you see them, they see you, they can't just dump and run. And the obvious question then is how many people are showing up uh, willing to be more responsible and do things in a better way? Well, it's pretty new, so I'm hoping that it will pick up. There are a lot of people, though, who have really been very enthusiastic about this and the only people that have come to see me here so far are people who do an impeccable job with their garbage and so really it didn't cost them anything. I've had two people in four days and one or two people that just brought me refundable recycling which is free. I don't charge anything for it and I've had maybe 20 people come to have conversations with me about it, but these are all people that are not gonna be using the service. They're either concerned Cortesians or neighbors and who just wanted to kind of know what was going on. But I don't really know how well it's gonna work until other things are sorted out. One of them just being that more people know about it, but also a lot of people, liveaboards included, not all liveaboards, I just want to mention that, still will, the garbage at the Gorge Marina, their garbage area, isn't monitored a lot of the time. So a lot of people, and I know this, still go and put their garbage there. And so until that is monitored all opening hours, I don't foresee everybody coming to me that would need to and I don't foresee right. which a lot of people don't like anybody coming to me unless they want to sort their garbage properly because I go through the garbage right in front of them which a lot of people don't like you mean they're like uh, don't you trust me well I just think people it once it's in the garbage they don't it's like this dirty shame that they don't want anybody to know about and and it's like once it's in the bin it's it it shouldn't be discussed anymore you know yeah I guess we're kind of like cats uh, once we've scratched it over we don't want to dig it up again yeah, yeah yeah but I just I you know I don't go through every single article in a in a garbage bag but just you know just a peek to see if there's anything in there because I can't differentiate between how I'm going to charge them then because if it's not sorted like refundables and recycling and compost taken out then I'll charge them more than if it was sorted. If you come here and you've got compost and it's separated I take that for free and that's the heaviest thing in most garbage bins and if your recycling is separated from your garbage then I weigh everything at 50 cents a pound, but if it's not separated, then it's a dollar a pound. Mm -hmm. 
And if your refundables are completely separated from your recycling and your garbage, I take the refundables for free. So there's a lot of opportunity, like the one person who came in and did everything better than I would have done it, honestly. Like they really had everything top notch. She paid $1 wow. for not a lot of garbage, but it, it was, you know, for anybody else, it, it probably would have been close to 10 or $20. So what would it have cost her under the old system at the dock uh, with the honor box? The honor box for that would have cost, if everything got put in, it would have cost, I think, $18. It was about three bags worth. So you're giving people um, a big positive incentive to put in that little bit of time cleaning and sorting their garbage because they could save a lot of money. If I can save 17 bucks, you know, I could pay myself for three quarters of an hour of sorting my trash. That doesn't help you to make money, but it does encourage people to deal more responsibly with their garbage. I mean, this is a chronic problem in urban areas that's finally caught up with us here, that any unlocked dumpster immediately becomes a dumping ground for miles around it. I used to live aboard in a marina, and they actually had a security camera on the dumpster. This was in Nanaimo, and you'd see people come in the middle of the night and and just like haul stuff out of the back of their car and throw it in this random dumpster in a boatyard. They weren't even people from the waterfront. They were just people who drove by. They saw a dumpster. It wasn't locked. And they say, great. So this is a a universal problem of people wanting to get out of their garbage disposal responsibilities, try to find someplace free where they can just dump it and turn it into somebody else's problem. Do you see what you're doing here as possibly growing into a viable solution to that social problem? Like, uh, could this become an institution? People can start using your pickup service. Maybe this changes the culture at the docks and and the waterfront properties and the transient boats and, and so on. Not even remotely. One thing from this job, Dee, is that I really don't have very much faith in humans to do the right thing because there was one summer where uh, me and one employee that was working for me were going to do a YouTube channel for a while because we wanted to show just how much people didn't care and I would say about one at least when it was still in the in the green bins at the wharfs like now it'll be a bit different because it is monitored but then it was like one in 50 people did the right thing. But I would, it was probably less than that. It was like, it was like a treat, you know? It was like this special thing where it's like, oh, wow, they, they took their cardboard out and put it in a bag that isn't gonna get soaking wet because it's on a wharf and it rains and, and their cans are all out and, oh, their recycling's clean. Like that was maybe once in a blue moon. So I don't think that this is going to I don't think I'm going to make enough money from this to continue doing it, to be completely honest. So uh, how long a trial are you going to give it? June 15th. So from now until June 15th? Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, this radio coverage will help people to know a little bit more about it. In fact, this might be a good opportunity for you to just say uh, what days you're doing this collection service and at which docks. Yes, so it's only the Gorge Government dock 
because this is the only place that I think is accessible to most people. But the most important thing is that I have an agreement with the Gorge Marina that they will send over their boater garbage to me. And that's probably the only thing that's gonna make this financially viable because 100% there's no way that me doing what I'm doing today, just getting it from people coming to me would, would be financially worth it. But yeah, so I'm open Wednesday to Saturday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday from 10.30 to 4.30. I may lessen that to two days a week. We shall see. We'll, we'll see how it goes next week. Well, I guess we should be wrapping this up. Um, is there any message that you'd like to convey to listeners or readers, some important idea that you'd like to leave them with? I would just tell this to anybody that garbage is your responsibility. If you don't want it to be your responsibility, then buy less shit. It can't be this single-use system, like, this year especially, the environmental crisis is coming to, you know, it's coming to a head, like things are happening. And garbage hopefully is going to be looked at differently because we can't continue what we're doing. Well, thank you very much, Billy. Thank you for your time and thank you for what you're doing here. Just a reminder, the views and opinions heard on this program are not endorsed by Cortez Community Radio, its board, its staff, its membership, or any granting agency, but are those of the writer, producer, and guests. And, as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>